I apparently some people are talking about how Cole Bogner is better said than Jakob Chalo. What is your opinion on that, Mike? I think you know the two the best because you work with Cole, yeah? Hawaii just plays their game, man. They just don't make mistakes from the service line. Um, so I, I think it's less on Hawaii and more on Penn State. think it's going to be Hawaii who overall – that's going to – I'm giving you a preview of my pick. I think Hawaii is going to, again, make it to their third conse- – fourth consecutive national championship. Yeah. Yeah, fourth consecutive national championship, which is crazy. You can, you can handle the heat. Welcome back to that episode of Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy G Swizz to my left, very comfortably in the blanket beside me on the couch. How we doing, Jokesy? Good. We're in summer vacation now. Yeah. We'll get we'll get into that a little more in the, later. Um, season's coming on over. Coming over at the end of the podcast, we'll discuss what we have in, next in plan. Still alive and breathing real well down in the most southern part of Europe. We got the Micah Ma. Micah, how we doing, brother? Doing good, brother. How we doing? Good man, good man. Must be nice to be alive. Um, before we get into it, I just want to say the slunks drop Monday. If you're listening to this right now, you still have a chance. You have about four hours. If you're the first four hours listening to this podcast, you still have a chance to get the slunks because I guarantee you they will go in five minutes. If you don't get them now, the Trinities will be available 6 p.m. PST. Monday, the day of this podcast. If you listen four hours too late, sorry, they're probably gone. As you know, we drop it one time. We don't drop them ever again. So, yeah. So, Make sure you're sitting on the site. Get People them while they're hot. Exactly. People ask us to try and get, try and be like, bring them back. Hey, man, we don't do retro. Ooze is not retro. Ooze is now. That was good. You guys like that one? Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was nice. That's pretty good. That was nice. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. Um, also, while we're at it, if you want to show some more support, not just getting the slunks. Hit the subscribe button. Show us some love. You know what I'm saying? If you want to see more of us on the couch, three dolos, usually a guest, hit the subscribe button. We love you. Turn your notifications on. And also, before we get into it, I also want to give a shout-out to our sponsor and our friends at allvolleyball.com. Summer's here. Summer's now. You don't need to be a professional volleyball player in order to enjoy the game. Guess what? You can go in your backyard. You can set up a court anywhere. And you can't do that without an actual volleyball court, a portable volleyball court. And thanks to our friends at All Volleyball. They have that, among other balls, such as the optics ball, the best ball that I think I've ever played with in my life, my, my favorite ball to play with, whether it's beach, whether it's grass, hell, you can play it on the indoor. We don't care. Um, as well as other Parkinson nets, they have it. Use the promo code GWIDDY for 20% off, G-W-I-D-D-Y. Congratulations for paying you to get 20% off of the play of the sport that you love. Let's get into it. Then state championships are of recent. I'm gonna be honest. We obviously we watch a lot more pro volleyball these days than than um, than college volleyball. I know that Joe does. Mike, Mike, do you how 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 much do you pay attention to NCAA volleyball? Uh, a little bit now. This year more than yeah. than the others. So a little. Do you follow more your alma mater of UCLA, or is it just like do you follow everything? More UCLA. Um, and I've seen some Hawaii matches as well, yeah. some Pepperdine matches. I don't think they're in it. Uh, right. Long Beach, mm-hmm. saw some GCU. I saw some. I actually have seen some this Good year man. more than any other year. It, well, for me, it's only because shout out to Dustin Watton, uh, Nosy Buckets. The, that's the only reason I know very much. They they kind of like keep me updated about rankings and the tournament and everything. That's the only reason I know about it. Uh, I don't for know me, it's Mumu Johnny. 
Yeah, Mumukau Johnny is a big one. Shout out to Mumukau Johnny. And also, Gert Leisha has a nice podcast that he's kind of started mm-hmm. yeah. uh, about the college game. And I've listened to a few of them because I put Thomas Jaski, who's a good friend of his. And he was like, hey, you should check it out and listen to it and let him know what you think of it, seeing how you've been, you're a podcast master. Mm-hmm. And um, been called. so I just gave him a little advice from, you know, being a podcast master and everything like that. That's true. Joe, what about you? College game, I, I pick decent amount, uh, amount of attention to. Um, I'm pretty aware, I think, of like more so the top teams, you know, like the middle of the pack, especially being UH alum and everything, just kind of keep up on the loop. I also noticed on Twitter, I tweeted something two weeks ago, responding to something. Everybody, there's all these people on Twitter who are like the, the analysts, whatever the college all analysts. <laughs> But everybody is just always jumping at the opportunity to just throw shade at UH nowadays, which I hadn't seen that before. But now, I mean, really, I guess back to back national champions will do that. But all the time, it's like, dude, I in what way I get on there if they if they drop a single set or if they if teams because they always get crap for their RPI. UH has always done that with Charlie Wade scheduling. But uh, if like a team that UH, you know beat or whatever um in the year lost to somebody people will be talking about oh tonight was not a good night for uh men's volleyball you know a team that they beat in the conference carolinas lost i mean dude they're beating long beach tonight or they're beating everything good the uh or they're beating uh ucla tonight like who the hell cares how the teams that they beat in the conference carolinas are doing that (laughs) that was always to me really interesting because I feel like that type of stuff doesn't matter at all. If you're beating the top teams, then you're gonna get into the tournament. Like all the other stuff, I, it's kind of frustrating to me um, how much of the like those types of matches go into making the NCAA tournament. But it's also good for why they're expanding right. the event here in the next coming years. Yeah, well, it's also because um, when they do have those losses, obviously they like to. They play like teams that are not that great, and then they're like, "Oh, you know, they have one not great game against whoever it is," and then <clears throat> they freak out. Yeah, but also, who are these analysts? Who are these like so-called analysts? Have you ever met a volleyball? Have you guys ever met a volleyball analyst that knows anything about volleyball or any experience with volleyball? We're seen. Yeah, most analysts, definitely analysts in volleyball, I guess, haven't played volleyball at that high of a level. I would say. I think that's fair to say. Like. Most people that I see doing like they. Why don't we have our analyst on here? Jake that's Myers. True. Yeah. That's true. Uh, he's just he's just there was a darty going on right now. He couldn't make it. Yeah. Vice president of the, of the frat. You know you got responsibility now. <laughs> um, no, but anyway, that's just something. That, well, that's true. Like everyone, I mean, when you're back to back, probably gonna go three peat, rep Hawaii. Um, the shade's gonna be thrown at you from the so-called analysts. I wouldn't even call us analysts, <laughs> to be honest. No, no, um, we're not qualified. Um, but yet somehow they are. But anyways, that's one. Yeah, let's topic. get it. What, what does the bracket look like, Gage? All right, let's get in the bracket. So there are seven teams in the bracket for men's volleyball. For women, there are sixty-four teams. For men, there are grand whopping total seven. So the first round and the like. I don't, I don't even know what the these rounds structure. Are. Huh? Yeah, it's such a weird, an odd number in a bracket system is just. So yeah, bad. it's usually not a great idea. Um, so you have a couple playing games. So the playing game is Ohio State versus King, and the winner of that will face Penn State. 
And I'm guessing, well, we'll see who wins that. And the winner of that will go on to face Pence, uh, will face Hawaii in the semifinals. On the other side of the bracket, you have GCU versus Long Beach. Really good first matchup. Um, since there's an odd number of teams, that's there's no playing game. That's just the quarterfinals. Okay. And then the winner plays UCLA in the semifinals. And the winner of both those matches go in to play the final. Also, Joe, do you know why there's seven teams in the bracket? Uh, it always comes down to money stuff for sure for NCAA. Like the people making decisions on that is always money stuff. So I'm sure they look at the budget and figure. I don't. I, I don't know the exact reason, but it usually comes down to that. But one but more they team. Are, yeah, I, I I don't know the exact number, but it's always has to do with budget stuff. Okay. I would imagine. What do you say so. we make it six or eight, huh, guys? Yeah, I mean, I would rather have six than seven at times. No, I mean, I know there's I would probably much not. Rather have six than seven. I just yeah. And, doesn't seem and right maybe, to have seven. And it's probably not good for like the lower. Actually, it'd be worse for the better teams actually, because then obviously if you win your conference, you automatically right, get a bid in. Right, right, yeah. So in the yeah, at-large bid. So then that's probably, true. and then with that being said, talking about the at-large bid, I know that UC Irvine beat Long Beach in the Big West fi- uh, semifinal to get into the final, um, to and then they lost to Hawaii in four. But and then I know there's a lot of like chirp about oh UC Irvine should be in, but at the end of the day, if you have a team like Long Beach has been at the top for like I've seen that done before, year. huh, guys? Yeah. So and it was UC Irvine. I have I've I have friends team, of the team of Irvine. Yeah. I've seen a team make it to the Big West Finals and not make it, not get the at large bid. No, but I've Long Beach beat him twice before. in the season. Long Beach, if oh, they would have split, oh, okay. we split with UCI in season, beat him in the Big West Conference three zero. And we're the only team to beat Long Beach that whole entire season. And we had a better RPI. Everything was everything was there. Literally everything was there. There was not one. If you look at it, the one thing they had against us was they had, I think, one or two more wins on the road or something like that. Yeah, we had hmm. we had a little streak. Something, there. Something, but everything else, it was just ridiculous. Bush League, as Joe would say. Um, okay, let's okay. Go. All right, let's go over predictions here. All right, who you got? Let's go with the playing game. Ohio State versus King. Who do you guys got? I'm going to I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go first. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to go first. Joe? Ohio State. I have Ohio State as well. Next game would be Penn State versus Ohio State. Ohio, when Penn State was the number one seed, Ohio State did upset them just recently. First week, they were, two days they were the number one seed. Yeah. And then <laughs> after they beat oh, Hawaii. Off. I still have Penn State. I think they're Joe? like a they – oh. they got a lot of seniors. Yeah. They got a lot I, of experience. I, They've been playing together they, for a long time. I think, I think that actually helps them that they lost to Ohio State because that yeah, yeah it can, gets you it a little can. more dialed on that. I think that prepares them a little bit better for this. I think definitely Penn State into the semis. Yep, I'm taking Penn State as well. Fun fact: If you're an old OG Addison uh, follower, our first Wapaka, me, Joe, and Dalton, our first game together, we went to go play Dave White's work and a club volleyball kid and a D3 volleyball player, and we lost in grass. Like, for- didn't lose. We got. Smoked. No, no, it was in three. It was in three. It wasn't like a smoke. And it was like it was like two days right before Wapaka. And obviously it's traditional to lose right before Wapaka per, per usual in practice or whatever. And this kid now is the libero for Penn State. So shout out to him. Oh, that Next guy's up, good. Yeah, he's really good. He's super good. He, he was originally at Ohio State. No. Respect. Yeah. Um Next, you got Penn State versus Hawaii in the semifinal match of the half championship. Dude, a question for you guys before you answer this. This is, a ma- this is the match right here. Question, qu- question for you is... I, I apparently some people are talking about how Cole Bogner is better said than Jakob Tell. What is your opinion on that, Mike? I think you know the two the best because you work with Cole, yeah? 
Yeah, I did. I did have like work with Cole a little, uh, maybe once or twice. Um, in my opinion, they have very different offenses that they're a part of. Like Jakob plays pretty slow balls everywhere. He's got Galloway. He's got. Demetrius on the backside, like there's no there's no real speed going in any direction. And I haven't seen him play with somebody that needs speed, so I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what he plays like with that. But he's a better server at the net. He's really solid um, and out of system. I feel like he is better. He gives like really nice balls out of system, going both ways. In system, I just think Bogner with just the style of their offense. You know, I think yeah. he's able to do more. It's kind of like when you look at like quarterbacks in the NFL it's like sometimes the system really fits somebody and sometimes it just doesn't allow somebody to show what exactly they're able to do mm-hmm. and so I want to be able to choose and like I think it's an unfair comparison I think they're both very very good setters I think like the setting this year is really strong I know the GCU setter was like had a lot of game it was like pretty crafty uh, obviously the UCLA setter is like really really big talent um, it'd be a bigger talent than all of, all of us were. So um, I think the setting is super high level right now. What about you? Have you been able to watch? I watch I watched Jakob a decent amount. It's funny. Um, Capono, Faye, the assistant coach, texted me because he's asking about some feedback on, like, the offense and everything. And so that's, like, I actually, like, looked a little bit more in depth after he asked me that because I hadn't watched the team a whole lot. Um but I think, like, you hit it on the point. It's, like, in important moments, you know, y- Jakob's never going to, I guess, make a decision or, or try to do something that's going to, like, lose you like lose you the match technically. But also, at the same time, like, I feel like with his offense, it's very, like, you know, like you said, it's, like, simple, slower. You have a hittable but, ball. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of, like, the style he um, plays with. Plays middle mostly when he's in good position, like in a balanced yeah. position, straight up and down. Um, and that's totally fine because you need that um, because he has so many like super good two athletes. Two national championships ex- like that. <laughs> and experienced hitters. Everybody, like everybody he's playing with is super experienced guys, physical guys. Um, and so you you don't want somebody who's going to come in there and <laughs> I think I think decide to take it all on their own shoulders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think there's teens out there who do have setters that, you know, <laughs> hinder their abilities to perform <laughs> and win a championship. Uh, and he's definitely not one of those guys. And all at, he's just a very well-rounded player, played beach volleyball most of his career, also um, with top volley Norway. And so you see that you see that kind of translated into his setting style, I guess. Um, I've watched a whole lot of Cole, but uh, to you, Micah, what is, what is the deciding factor in this in this matchup? Um, if it happens here in the final four, what's going to determine um, who wins this match and makes it into the national championship? That's a great question. Um, I think serve and reception, actually. Like, it it looked like in the – is it the outrigger? The outrigger, yeah. It's still the yeah. outrigger, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looked like Penn State was able to um, serve really well some nights and serve not very well some nights. And I've been on some teams like that. Go Bruins. Um, and I think that's probably going to be a deciding factor as well as the serve reception. 
if they're able to like receive and keep Wagner at the net, I think offensively they're they're just a lot stronger. They're they're pretty balanced. Their their opposites really solid. Both their pins are solid. They got good middles. So if they can just keep the offense inside of inside of three meters, I think that's a huge a huge difference. And then Hawaii just plays their game, man. They just don't make mistakes on the service line. Um, so I, I think it's less on Hawaii and more on Penn State. I think Hawaii, yeah. I, I, you know what you're going to get. They're going to play solid. But, they're going to play well. They're going to do everything really well. Yeah. And then it's just about if Penn State does something that sometimes they don't do great uh, really well or if they don't do it very well. I don't know if that's a yeah. good explanation, but. No, 100%. I think that's, I think that's the huge for me, like the turning point though, is exactly what you said is that part of it is like Hawaii is just so steady and knows how to be mm-hmm. steady. And they've won now two championships, this same exact team. Mm-hmm. And so that ability just to be steady, you know, with, with the added pressure now of like NCAA turn, like all that stuff, even though they are kind of a senior heavy team in Penn state, I think it's going to be Hawaii who overall that's going to, I'm giving you a preview of my pick. I think Hawaii is going to, again, Make it to their third, fourth consecutive national championship. Yeah, yeah, fourth consecutive national championship, which is crazy. Um, I think I, I I would choose Hawaii as well. Yeah, I just think I think it's so. We've seen a be- lot of a lot of like um, teams in the past be able to win two. Like mm-hmm. I think it's like kind of a a cycle that that's been happening. No, the past like Long Beach, you guys. Yeah, Ohio State before when we were freshmen. Loyola. Um, Loyola before that. Like, there's just something about being there before and like that little bit more of experience and having a group that's a pretty consistent group that you've played with for a while that just always seems to edge out teams maybe that have more talent or maybe that, I don't know, whatever the case is, but haven't had that experience or haven't had that chemistry for a while. So. I'll take Hawaii as well. I think it's, I think it's a good pick. It's a safer pick for sure. Uh, I'll take Hawaii as well. You know, we're at it just because experience. Same team as Joe said. Let's go to the other side of the bracket. This will be a really good one, I think. GCU brings, I think, the best energy versus Long Beach, who also brings really good energy. But Long Beach mm-hmm. does have more. Um, what's the freaking word I'm thinking of? More uh, experience. Names? Yeah, names and experience for sure. So I think it'll be a tight one, but I think either either 3-1 or definitely 3-2. I'm going to take Long Beach on this one. The the thing here is if you're looking for the best celebrations in the sport, definitely take a look at the purple team because they're going to be watch their bench the entire match because these guys bring it. These guys, like every all 20 guys in the roster bring it every single match. Um and it's impressive, actually. <laughs> I think they have they have to choreograph that. They have to like meet outside and choreograph some of this stuff, like the Gwitty. Yeah, yeah. We need they, maybe yeah. they need a special guest appearance. To gauge shows Just up. Gage Gwitty turning out of nowhere. <laughs> is it Arizona State where they have that curtain at basketball games where the curtain opens? Yeah, up it have, is. It is. It is. They need to have State, that for. Yeah, they have like special guests sometimes. Yeah, like it needs to be Gage. Was Phelps Gwitty. there? Yeah. Oh yeah. They get yeah, a lot of big name people there to come make a guest appearance. That needs to be gauged guest appearance celebration. I do that. I do that um, club tournament too. Yeah, I mean, 
the Grand Canyon team's physical. I think they're more, like you said, a huge wild card. Like, I 100% can see them beating Long Beach um, if they're feeling it and bringing it and their servers are, are going. Especially because Long Beach recently, I haven't, I haven't been super impressed with um, with their offense and also their ability to just, like, play steady volleyball. You just see, like, these a lot of up and down um, from them. Yeah, that's always concerning, especially going into the playoffs, and especially against a team like Grand Canyon where they feed off just the ener- momentum and energy. I think that's the type of team that once they get rolling, like it's dangerous to kind of slow down. So um, with a team like Long Beach who's been up and down, you know, who will give runs away at a time, I think that could be dangerous with a Grand Canyon team. Um, and so I'm actually going to go with Grand Canyon. I got I to gotta go. I got to go a little off the beaten path. I'm going to take Grand Canyon over Long Beach first match. First time Grand Canyon's ever been in the Yeah, but say congrats, tournament. guys. That's pretty sick. First time in the tournament. That'd be huge, huge, huge. Make the semifinals. That'd be so big. That'd be so... And hey, uh, I'll be rooting for GCU, though, too, for sure. I love GC, I love those guys. I'm going to take GCU as well. I thought I might have been the only one, but... I don't know. I think You're if there special. is... I don't want to just play the whole straight for the whole bracket straightforward. And if there is a chance for something, I think it might be this match as well. I think GCU could, and so I'm going with it, I'm putting my money on them. I like that. Even though like Long that. Beach, I will say that like, Knipe is a very experienced coach, and has like done a really good job. And I've heard nothing but amazing things about that. And I think also coaching is important. But I don't know, GCU. Let's try it. Let's roll the dice. Go it's an older team, too. So they are an older team. They are experienced. I don't know. Yeah. First time in the NCAA tournament, though. But, yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. The picks are in. Um, so, the next round will be UCLA. All right, standing there. Versus GCU or Long Beach. I'm taking the, I'm taking UCLA with the Hawaii-UCLA final. A little Charlie Wade versus Johnny Sparrow. Little showdown, Ooh. and then and then we're gonna get him a ring together, and it's gonna be an absolute bloodbath. We're gonna give him the octagon afterward. Best friends, <laughs> when we're the two best friends. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, th- I think though we skipped over the UCLA Green Canyon match quickly, but I think, yeah, I I just think UCLA is playing too good for any team from that side of the bracket uh, to beat them. I mean, it'll it will be interesting, obviously, with the freshman setter. You never know what that entails, especially in the NCAA tournament. Uh, he's been playing well, but you never know once you get like <laughs> this point of the season uh, what can happen. So we'll see. But I, th- I definitely think UCLA is just too well-rounded. Um, yeah. For Grand Canyon to really hang with them, I don't. I, I don't really think it'll really, really be close. Yeah, I think UCLA as well. I don't think it'll be so close either. I think they're just team looks really solid. They're super balanced. They make less errors than previous UCLA teams, I feel like. With, like, Knight and Champlin on the pins, it's kind of a little bit more stable and in reception. And even in service, they, they make less mistakes there. And then the setter's really good. The opposite's a beast. And, um, yeah, they got, they, got a, they got a good chance. I still don't know who I'm taking this final round, so I'll, I'll go last. But I, I definitely have UCLA in the final against Holt. Against Hawaii on the other side. So you're predicting a brew win. I don't know. I'm going last. I'm. I'm I want to no, hear what you guys for, have for to that, say. For the semifinals. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Shout out to UCLA's media. What do you, What do you think is UCLA's most redeeming qualities? What's redeeming qualities? What do you mean by that? Why do you not hate them? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> redeeming qualities is like something. Their strengths. Their strengths. Like what? Why do they win matches? Because this, because X happens, or when they lose matches, it's because this happens. Oh, I think it's probably safe to say offensively. Like UCLA's, we've never been a very like heavy block and D team. As like Long Beach has been always better at blocking defense. You guys have been always better at blocking defense. We've never been like a blocking defense um, centric team. So I think definitely their offense. They run freaking speed on the backside from anywhere on the court. And then um, also they play pretty quick to the to the pin in the front, and their middles are solid, man. McHenry is really Mismatch hard, for really everybody. hard to stop. Really hard to stop. How so, how much offense, of the UC- offense for sure? Offense how how much of the UCLA defensive system is like off numbers and statistics and like and like optioning and stuff like that? Is there a lot of that that goes on UCLA block defense? I can only speak about when I was there because I think when Javier Weber, the Argentinian um, coach, joined the national team, from what I've heard, he had a really big impact on the block and defense system. And I don't know how much of that Spraw has taken and implemented like recently this year because we did have a play like called Argentina and it was like an idea of Javier Weber's because they were friends before he joined the team. And it was actually a very, like, it was a very successful play for us. And it's, I don't want to give it up, actually. So, after maybe. Can can you answer the question? uh, Yeah, I'll answer the question. Sorry. Um, Interrogating him. (laughs) It's less by rotation than we do it overseas. It's, from what I remember, it was more. There, there's not a, not very many options going on at all. I can also say that. Okay, so there's no direct reading. options. It's a lot of reading. Okay. A lot I was of wondering because at UH you're in a straight read all the time. There's no options. Like there's none yeah, of that. Yeah, UCLA I would say same. And Long Beach. Hard to remember. Maybe a commit every once in a while, but the bigger the best defensive teams I think are really good in the read. I think when you're training when you're training blockers you. I see a lot of younger teams and stuff, especially in club. Like, seeing these clubs like 15, 16, just training like options. I'm like, these kids need to be able to read. Like, in the middle, you need to be really, you'll be, everything else will come way easier. But read blocking is like the eye, the eye work and ball setter, ball hitter, all that stuff. You need to be able to do that. Um, because all the other stuff can be learned after that. I think, I think it's really tough. Like, if you're not good at read blocking, yeah. it's, difficult to come back to that it's a good point if you're playing the long game for sure as a kid you should be read blocking yeah yeah we were in yeah. more reads i would say yeah i mean even having low sarah on last week you heard about it. like the offenses now are so like you get that you in system offense it's definitely gambling more so sometimes it's a but, lot more gambling yeah a lot more the medium situations you got to be able to like you got to be able to close and it's harder nowadays because it's faster. Like even balls, three meter lines, professional level. It's, that's pretty in, I think most 
<laughs> most college players and stuff would consider that in system because it's still so fast the pin. But uh, you got to be able like as soon as the ball gets three meters, four meters, you got to be able to close the pins as a middle blocker. Um, you know what I was just that, thinking? I was just thinking. I think UCLA is a is actually a pretty good matchup against Hawaii. And I think that showed in that Rigger tournament. And I think that Penn State is a pretty good matchup against um, UCLA. So I think that that Hawaii-Penn State match has a lot to do with the success of UCLA in the final. But I really Penn do. State, I think, I so I, for some reason, you might be right, but I thought the opposite in a way. I think, UC, I think UH will smack Penn State in the semis. And I think the UCLA-Hawaii... Because playing on a neutral floor now, people, I mean, we talk about it, but you're, like, playing on a neutral floor for Hawaii, especially flying over the East Coast, like, that's going to be a little bit weird for them. Luckily, they'll have some time to adjust and stuff, but they're going to... And gonna, they have some experience with that, right? Because some of them they, were on that they team do that in Columbus. That, yeah. That won in Columbus, and then last year they won at UCLA. So they have a little bit more experience with that. I, I do know... Uh, that um, UCLA beat Penn State and Penn State beat Hawaii in the outrigger thing. But I think the thing that you got to do against um, UCLA is serve well. And I think Hawaii, they don't make mistakes, but I don't know if they have the service pressure that Penn State has. And I think that that's a big key for me of like trying to beat this UCLA team. You got to kind of get them to three meters. And also they have that they got a big middle at Penn State that is pretty long and, and is a good blocker, and I think that's oh, yeah. kind of the only chance to slow down McHenry as well. Um, and so if you can get the rotations lined up where he's in the front row while McHenry's in the front row, and then you can serve pretty well, I think that's when UCLA might struggle a little bit more. Okay, That's just my idea. Yeah, no, I like you said – once once the ball gets rolled out and stuff, we'll kind of see. That's a, that's yeah. the funny stuff always about like <laughs> whenever I watch like NFL or NBA playoffs, like these pre shows. You like they're talking like, oh yeah, it's like you never know until the ball once the once the For ball sure. gets rolled out. These people talk to you and they convince you of this one thing, and it's like you never know until everything kind of gets I don't know out there and how guys are feeling and all this stuff. So it's true. Who are you taking the finals? I'm going three Pete. For the bows, three P Hawaii. I think yeah, I, I think I think they'll do it. I I said this after last year. I think like I don't even, I didn't even think teams are gonna be close to them. There's definitely teams that are competing with them, but I still think that they're gonna be able to put it together here at the end. Mm. So then I'll go with UCLA. I'll go with my Ooh, own water too. Then wow, a brew win. A brew win. Shout to social media manager for UCLA. <laughs> Not a brew lose. No. But I think also the longer the match goes, I think UH becomes a little bit more of a favorite. You know, like we go to five, I'll be, I'll be a little bit, more, I'll be a little nervous. Not gonna lie. Once points get past fifteen, I'm nervous for you. <laughs> After ten all, once things the, are not once looking the serve good goes into the court, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> as soon as that two hour mark and the warm up starts, not looking good for UCLA. All I'm saying is we are professional analysts. This is a gauge guarantee. So I think an I think ultimate, an ultimate showdown. John Sparrow, Charlie Wade. They should just do it. Everybody in the college volleyball world knows that these also, two love each other. Nipe in there is 
Nipe and Wade. Uh, and I don't think uh, what are what's Charlie versus everyone really. Nipe and Sprague that too. Sounds about right. I feel like I feel like all of those coaches they have a little a chip. Nothing like anyone versus Charlie. Chucky says enemy number one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Public enemy number one, and I love him for it. You know, and he and he accepts that. Oh, he embraces he it. it. He'll he'll never help his case anyway. Too. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the beauty of it. No, no, he's very aware of it. People, people yeah. That's good. Good man. Well, we're gonna get Chucky. We're gonna somehow trick Alan Knight, John Sparrow, and Charlie Way to get in a room together, like a podcast. Oh, we need a pod- all three enter different rooms, you different doors. Oh man, that'd be awesome. It's like a blind thing. Like, no. All of a sudden, the curtains no. come up, and you're yeah, just yeah. sitting all in a room together with us. <laughs> oh, that'd be great, great content. Um, with that being said, guys, hope you guys enjoyed our brackets. Um, let us know. What do you guys pick? Let us know below. We'll, we'll check you guys out. Um, the first game starts May 30th, so it does start no, no, no. Um, April 30th. Sorry. It does start yesterday. If you're watching this now, the King-Ohio State game already happened. Then May 2nd is the next or, or May 2nd is the next game, I believe, right? May yeah, May 2nd is the next game is the quarterfinals. Um, so let us know you guys' picks. Uh, we want to know. If you haven't already, please show the boys some love. Subscribe. We love you guys. And um, also, Trinities are out. You're going to get four hours if you're watching this real early. You better get on topic because once they're out, they out. You know what I'm saying? They got done. We Hey, out of system ain't retro. We now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so make sure you guys get on that. And also, I want to give another shout out to our friends at allvolleyball.com. Guess what? They can't play the games this weekend without a ball, right, Joe? Yes. Can they play without a net? Nope. They, it's probably not legal to play without shoes, right? They need, they and what do they jerseys. have to be wearing? You know, I actually heard that you might be able to play with no shoes. Okay. I asked Namir this. I said, do you think somebody could play with no shoes? And he said, yeah, why not? Not a, Well, here's the thing. Can't play without socks. You know, shout out to allvolleyball.com for having all the accessories, all volleyball. Everything volleyball they'll have. Literally everything volleyball. If you, you, if you don't believe tie? me. It's it, in the title. It's true. It's true. Self-explanatory. Need a hair tie? Whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? Can't do Marshmallow knee pads? That's true. All volleyball. You want smaller knee pads? They got it. They got it. If you don't believe us, look for yourself. Hit the link in the bio. Congratulations. You You got 20% off. Quiddy. G-W-I-D-D-Y. 20% off. We're paying you. Congratulations. Um, uh, with that being said, love you boys. And if you can't handle the heat, get out the damn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by allvolleyball.com. Wicked. Respect. <laughs>